0: This is Safety Bry, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I, I geek out over that just as much as I do Safety. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Safety Geek Podcast, where we geek out over workplace safety. This is Safety Bry, your number one safety geek, and I hope that your day so far is going as planned and that there are no unexpected happenings. We all know how that goes, don't we? You have your whole day planned out, you know what you're going to get done, what meetings you got to go to, and then somebody rushes in. There's been an accident and your whole day is ruined. So I hope that's not what your day is like. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. To tell you the truth, this is just an intro episode. I'm going to be going over what the podcast is about. And honestly, you have to when you're starting a podcast, you have to do one of these just to kind of get a, a, a first episode that you can send out there into the world and get everything set up. So that's the basic purpose of this episode, but I thought that I would take this opportunity to introduce myself, introduce the podcast, and tell you how you can reach me. So anyway, my name is Bri. If you ever see the spelling, it's it's a bit confusing, so it's pronounced Bry like Sky. I have nearly 20 years of dedicated workplace safety experience, an additional six years where it was just part of my job. So I've been doing this for quite a while. I absolutely love what we do. I love what we do. I think that we are kind of the superheroes in the workplace, right? We actually get to save lives and change lives because what we do saves people from injuries and possibly deaths, right? So I have a passion for what we do. It's part of every part of my life, not just my work. So one of the things I like to say is I don't want them to go home the same way they came in. I know a lot of people say that go home the same way you came in. No, I want you to go home better than you came in. Because I want you to take everything I'm teaching you throughout the day and go home and teach it to your friends and family and just spread that safety news everywhere. And that safety teaching everywhere. Um, My degree is in industrial and organizational psychology. You might be thinking, well, you don't have a safety degree. Why is that? So when I went back to college, I'd already been doing safety for quite a while. So when I went to go back to get my degree, I was like, I don't know if I can stand sitting through another safety course. (laughs) But what else can I take that would actually helped me in my career. And psychology, I tell you, I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. I absolutely love psychology. I love looking at why we do the things that we do. Why do we take the risks that we take? Why do we have the behaviors that we do? So it's very much associated with behavior based safety, transformative leadership, all of that good stuff. So having a focus on industrial organizational psychology, I got the opportunity to Study motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork, personality, all of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. So I love having that background. And I love building culture, too. And psychology is one of those things that you need to know about in order to build culture. So basically, that is what the Safety Geek podcast is going to be about. It is going to be mainly about how to effectively implement safety programs. Yeah, I may get into a couple regulations here or there. But honestly, it's taking what you know, and then applying it in the real world. And how to get people to follow the policies, procedures, regulations, rules, everything that you're creating, those SOPs, and how to get your employees to follow it. And that all takes psychology. So a lot of what I talk about is the psychology of safety. And honestly, I've trained over a hundred safety managers in my career. Over 100 safety managers I've trained, and all of them are very good. They knew their stuff. But one of the things I noticed was that when you have a new safety manager, they don't quite understand how to implement, or at least many of them didn't, I wouldn't say everybody, how to implement what they know, right? So they go to school, they learn all the rules, all the regulations, but actually taking that technical information and then putting it to place in the workplace can be kind of tricky, because you're dealing with humans, you're dealing with people that have their own motivations and their own behaviors and things like that. So, I love looking into stuff like that like, how do you actually implement the things that you're doing? Okay, so that's going to be most of the topics about this podcast you know, how to get management on your side, how to get employees involved, how to, you know, not be the safety police, but, but, sh- show yourself as your subject matter expert, and teamwork and culture, right? The podcast is scheduled to pop up in your feed um, once a week, hopefully on Tuesdays, if I do everything correctly. So make sure that you're subscribing in whatever podcast app that you use. So that way it pops up automatically for you. Hopefully, you know, you get to listen to it at a time that works for you. I can give you some lunch break goodness if you need to. Some safety goodness in your lunch break. There is a companion website to the podcast. It's called AskSafetyGeek.com. That's where I blog about safety. I answer any questions anybody has. You're welcome to ask me any question, and it could become a focus of the podcast. It could become a focus of a blog post Also on the website is this great little tool I created for you called the safety program assessment. It's multiple pages. I think it's about five pages of different areas that you can grade your safety program on and give yourself a rating. What's so wonderful about it is that, yes, it is detailed, so it's easy to fill out, but it'll help you identify those problem areas. So that way you're focusing your energy on the things that are most important and the things. Things that need the most work. A lot of us tend to just kind of be all over the place, but this will help you hone in on what is most important. So, make sure that you hop on over to the website safetygeek.com and click on the button that says, I think it says get free self assessment or safety assessment or how do you rate your safety program. Click on that, you will be added to the mailing list and then pretty shortly, I think it takes about 5 minutes, you will get the safety program assessment so that way you can score your safety program. And pretty soon, I'm going to be launching what I call Safety Boot Camp. At least I think that's what I'm going to be calling it, where it'll go into a more in depth training. So, if you actually want to get some training on how to be a safety manager, how to be an effective safety manager, behavior based safety, we'll be doing that as well. So, you'll be seeing that on the AskSafetyGeek.com website. There's also a companion Facebook group where we can connect and we can chat. I am on Facebook pretty much every day, as is most of the world. So that way where we can connect, so make sure you look for that as well. It's called the Ask Safety Geek Facebook group, right? So that's a quick intro into the podcast. That's what this is going to be about. If you want to stick around a bit, I'll give you a little bit about my background and my story so that way you know who you are listening to and um, what my experience has been. Okay, so when I started out my career, let's let's just go back, right? Let's just go back to like early, early ages, right out of high school, my 20s, I tried to go to college, um, got slapped in the face with how hard it was to try to go to college and work full time. And I ended up dropping out. So I got a job at a hotel. And I was a front desk manager at a hotel. I think the first one was a Holiday Inn. I know I've worked at Holiday Inns and Ramada Inns. I don't even know if Ramadas are around anymore. Now that I think about it, I haven't seen a Ramada in forever. But I did work at a Ramada for a while as well. So I worked at the hotel for quite a while. I did stuff in the restaurant. I did stuff at the front desk. I did stuff in sales. I got promoted to assistant general manager to one point, and that's when safety ended up on my lap, because I was in charge of negotiating the insurance rates, right? So I had to buy insurance for the hotel. And how do you do that? How do you get the best rates possible? You implement a safety program. So I started working with the risk management department of our insurance company, and really improving our safety program. And one of my supervisors in the housekeeping department, actually, was moving a barrel of detergent And she strained her back pretty badly. She had to have surgery. It was that bad. And I just felt awful. I felt absolutely awful because there were things that we could have had in place where she wouldn't have had to move that barrel of detergent. And that really got me into safety. So I really focused on safety at the hotel. I, I improved the rates amazingly. Obviously, I got good insurance prices too. When I left the hospitality business because I switched hotels a couple of times. Um, When I left the hospitality business, I was just done. Anyone who's worked in hospitality, you know, it is seven days a week, every single week. I didn't have a holiday off for eight years. It was just crazy. So I was like, I'm done with hospitality. I'll just take anything. I don't even want to be in management because it's just too stressful. So I took a job doing accounts payable for this transportation company at least I thought I was a transportation company it was a dairy co-op they had 200 um, dairy farms in their co-op I knew nothing about it but come to find out that if you got milk in Florida it pretty much came through us so I took the job in AP thinking oh this will be super easy I was bored out of my mind I literally took pieces of paper, wrote numbers on them, and data-entried them into the computer. I was so bored. So I went from hotel management, because I, when I ended my career in hospitality, I was actually a general manager of a Holiday Inn, down to this. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And they had this department called safety. And I was like, that's weird. Why do you need a department about safety? You know, everybody should work safely. <laughs> I said, that. what the heck do they do in safety? You know, I had no clue, but the doors were always shut. And it was like this whole department and people were going in and out of it, but the doors was always shut. So I didn't know what it was. So about three or four weeks into this job, they needed help. So they asked, I was always free because I got my work done relatively quickly. So they asked for some help because they had to go to court with the EPA because they had improperly done something. That's a whole nother story. So anyway, so I started working, helping the safety department. And they realized how good I was. And they asked me if I wanted to move into that department. I was like, sure, I don't know what you do other than this EPA stuff. But sure, I'll help you. And I just I just had a thought. That's what I was doing on 9-11. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. So I started working in the department and they were literally having a motor vehicle accident every single day, every day, sometimes multiple. And I was the one taking the calls for the accidents and handling the insurance work. And all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, this is what I used to do at the hotel. I now know what safety is. (laughs) I just never called it safety at the hotel. I was just like, yeah, we're going to work the right way. So I quickly moved my way up in that department. And eventually, I'd say within a couple of years, I was the director of safety over the entire organization because the director of safety actually moved on to operations. So then I took over that position uh, we reduced the injury rate by like, or the accident rate by more than seventy five percent. I know our mod rate was like way, way over one, like close to two. It was just outrageous. So we did. Me and the and the other safety director who was there before me, you know, worked our butts off and got everything in place the way that it should be. And then I took over as safety director. There were twenty two locations. In that organization, 550 drivers, we had things like feed mills, retail facilities where like farmers could come buy things that they needed to buy. We had pharmaceuticals for the cows, those type of things. So there was farms that we had to deal with and the safety of the farms and the safety of our employees on those farms. Um, we had warehousing Uh, distribution, we had processing plants, we had water filtration plants, I was actually involved in like one of the first buildings made of a certain style before that they didn't even know how to insure. So that was definitely a learning experience there. So there was lots and lots of things there. So when I moved on from there, I took a job at a company that processed beef So they kind of said that I went from milking the cows to killing the cows. It was so sad. Now I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) But anyway, so I went to a meat processing plant. We didn't actually kill the cows there. We got in subprimals, then we cut them into steaks. So if you had a steak that night at, let's say, Longhorn Steakhouse, I probably knew who cut your steak the day before. (laughs) Pretty much, you know, because that's how fresh the meat is. We were making deliveries to all kinds of restaurants pretty, pretty regularly and pretty quickly. So like if I knew I was going to Longhorn or some other steakhouse, I could be like, okay, Miguel, you're cutting me a steak, make sure you cut it right. (laughs) So and that's an amazing process, if you ever get the chance to see meat processing, it is amazing, especially the meat cutters, like you could say to them, I want a six ounce steak, and they'll look at this subprime, and go slice, here you go. And it's exactly six ounces. I don't know how they do it. But me, I can hardly cook. So, you know, they're amazing people. So we had meat processing and eventually they moved into seafood processing as well. So I had seafood processing there too. They were part of a larger organization. They were part of the Cisco Corporation. I know lots of you probably know Cisco with an S because they're an international global company now all over the US. So I transferred out of there and I started to work for the corporate office at Cisco as a regional safety manager, where I was in charge of 39 locations across the United States, as well as Ireland. I didn't have Ireland too long, like maybe eight months. They were kind of hard. It was difficult for me to do much with Ireland because of the way the insurance works over there. And it was hard for me to get support to actually help them as much as I needed to. So it was more of like answering simple questions and going over and doing training and that type of thing for Ireland. So that is basically my work experience. I'm a huge, huge advocate for the VPP program within OSHA. I know ISO 4501 came out last year. So I'm going to be researching that as well. I know it's very similar to VPP, I have my feelings about both. We'll probably do a podcast on why I prefer one over the other. But I am a huge, huge advocate for VPP. And in fact, I'm an SGE uh, for VPP. And I was helping do VPP evaluations with OSHA. And prior to leaving Cisco, I was actually in charge of a support group to try to get all of their locations to VPP. So... I love that stuff. I love world-class safety. There's so many things that it benefits. So um, so as you can see, most of my experience is in general industry. So I do have, I will have an emphasis on this podcast for general industry fields. I don't have as much experience in maritime or construction, but honestly, safety is safety. Behaviors and risks are all the same. And in fact, you get different behaviors and risks in construction, because you get more of them, because they think, oh, it's no big deal. I can just walk on this roof type of thing. Or they try to think that things are not possible, right? Like fall protection on a roof. I hear this all the time from roofers. Oh, no, you can't even do fall protection on a roof. And I'm like, yes, you can. It's actually relatively inexpensive. So but one of the things and I'll go over my philosophy about safety on the next episode, but One of the things I want to tell you is that I honestly believe safety is the most important part of any business, absolutely any business, because when you focus on safety, it improves everything. It improves productivity. It improves quality. It improves sales, everything. When you have a company that has a safety culture, they also tend to be the most profitable company as well. So I think that is it is our job as safety managers to be advocates of that and to actually convince people that this is true, to show them. Unfortunately, a lot of people have to be shown that it's true and it takes time because it takes time to build culture. So they don't want to wait that out. So it, it takes a lot of salesmanship in order to do that. So anyway, so that is me and that is the podcast. If you have any questions, you can hop on over to the website to get in touch. There's lots of different ways to get in touch with me on the website. Don't forget to grab your safety program assessment while you're on the website. And at the same time, you can join the newsletter as well. I do send out a weekly newsletter that generally has different information and different tips that I don't share anywhere else. So grabbing that safety program assessment will get you on the newsletter list, or you can just sign up on the newsletter on your own. So that's about it. So until next week, or until the podcast gods grant permission for my show, make sure that you're safe out there. And we shall talk soon. Thanks. Bye.